On this episode, we are talking about branding, online reputation. What do people see when they see you? What do they think about you when they see you come across their newsfeed? So we're talking with Kat Tory from Surhant Ventures. She is the chair of brand strategy at Surhant Ventures. Yes, Ryan Surhant, his company. And she is a branding expert. She sees a ton of agents who are making a ton of mistakes and a ton of agents who are doing things right. So we're gonna get into exactly what you need to do to build a powerful online brand moving into 2023. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 252 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome, and we have a hell of an interview today with someone from Surhant, Surhant Ventures. She's actually the chair of brand strategy over at Surhant Ventures and uh, really freaking good at branding. She works with real estate agents. How interesting being that you, real estate agents, uh, have an issue with branding. If you I know you do because I know I did until I started to think consciously and be intentional about the brand I was building, what that looks like, what do people think of when they think of you. All of these things have kind of happened naturally for most of you. And some of that is a good thing. Some of that may be a bad thing. But when you can just switch your mindset, switch your thinking just a little bit to being more intentional about the brand that you are putting out there. Another name for brand is your online reputation, okay? What do people, when someone hears your name, what do they think? What do they picture in their head? Okay, for me, I know some of you guys think of like my backwards black hat, my white or black shirts, um, rough around the edges. I say fuck sometimes, like, you know, my personality. I lose my train of thought in podcast episodes. All that shit is part of my brand because it's happened consistently over time. There's a bunch of stuff that's happening that you're doing consistently over time that's creating your brand. So like I said, Congratulations, and I'm sorry. It just depends on where you fall in there. We're talking with Kat Tory from Surhant Ventures about branding today. Really, really good shit. I'm excited for you guys to hear that. So before we do that, um, just need to give a shout out, have the opportunity to give a shout out to all of you guys who are using Follow Up Boss. I've This last week, I don't know why, but this last week I got so many more messages than normal. Um, from you guys who have used follow-up boss the 30-day free trial and you're like oh my god i kept hearing about follow-up boss never really knew what it was all about i heard it was great but now that i'm using it where was this all my life i can't believe i've been, I've been missing this i should have been using it sooner it's a common theme guys follow-up boss is the platform that the vast majority if not all top performing agents top performing teams brokerages are all running off of. It's because it's built so well, so user-friendly. The mobile app, first off, it's a legit actual mobile app and it's fantastic. So you can input all your data, you can leave notes, you can look up information, you can do everything from the mobile app. It's incredible. And it just, it works so well that you're going to use it. That's the key. It's not just follow-up boss is so great. It's It works so damn well and it makes your job and your life so much easier that, that you want to use it and you will use it. And when you do, guess what happens? You get results. So to get the 30-day free trial, just go to massiveagentpodcast.com 
com slash follow up boss. No credit card required. They're so confident in their platform, they don't want your card. Just here, 30 days for free. All you have to do is use the link and actually use the platform during the 30 days to see what you've been missing. And also, before we get into our little chat, our branding chat with Kat Tori from Sirhant Ventures, this market is changing so fast. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much craziness. I cannot imagine trying to navigate it without the help of keeping current matters. KCM is absolutely doing an incredible job breaking down these complex, you know, economic, economical, economical, you know what I'm saying? These complex economic concepts, these changes, what does it mean? The Fed interest rates and all the, you know, housing forecasts, and they put it in graphs and charts and they give perspective to it and they help us as professionals understand the shit and really wrap our heads around it. So then we can help our clients and consumers wrap their heads around it. And when your when consumers and when your clients and when your your network sees you as an advisor and you're a teacher and, and an educator and you're like a voice of reason in all this insanity in the media, guess what? They're going to hire you. They're going to refer you. So check out KCM immediately. Keeping Current Matters kicks ass. Speaking of kicking ass, Cat Tory kicks ass, Sirhan Ventures kicks ass, and having a coherent, intentional brand strategy as an agent also kicks ass. So let's jump into the interview right now with Cat Tory, the chair of brand strategy at Sirhan Ventures, someone who I met in person in Vegas. Um, and she, she was, we were talking about podcasting. And then she's like, oh yeah, I do this brand thing for Sirhan. And I was like, oh cool. I followed her on Instagram, start watching some of her videos. And I'm like, she knows her shit. She needs to be on the show. And that's how we're here today. So let's get into it. What's up guys. I'm here with Kat Tori with Sell It Like Sirhant and Sirhant Ventures. She does, she's the chair of branding over there. And we're going to talk about what agents are doing wrong, what agents are fucking up because the list is lengthy, isn't it Kat? It is. It is. And I know before yeah. we hopped on here, you're talking about most agents think branding is just a logo. And I can't tell you how much I cringe when I hear that statement. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive deep with you on this topic. I mean, branding is it's something that I've kind of grown into. Not like it's now intentional and, and conscious, mm -hmm. you know, the brand I'm building. But at first it was just like posts and articles and this and that. And, and it wasn't coherent. Mm -hmm. So this is so important that people wrap their heads around. So Kat Tori, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. And so we met each other, what, a month or two ago in Vegas. Uh, was that at Inman? I think it was at Inman. Uh, Forward by Neil Holm. It was hosted. Oh, it was at yeah, Forward. Yeah, Forward event. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And now, you know, I learned what you do. I learned that you have a podcast and, and I've seen some of your videos since because we connected through Instagram. Mm -hmm. I saw some of your videos where you were educating our industry on branding and reputation. And I'm like, okay, she's got to be on the show because we need to dive deep on that 30 second clip. So here we are. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, we could start. It's such a broad topic. Is there anything that you're like, okay, here's what we need to start with. Here's what agents need to know about getting their branding dialed in? So great question. And you're right. It is such a broad topic. And I guess I'll start with probably one of the most polarizing videos that I've put out in the last month or so. It's probably the one that caught your attention, 
where where I'm talking about the biggest opportunity that real estate agents can take online is to talk about everything but real estate. And there were a lot of people that that were in the comments going off saying like, I don't agree, or they were like 100%, I'm so sick of seeing it. Or we had the lost little lamb saying, well, if I don't talk about real estate, what do I talk about? And Dustin, it's like these folks forgot that they were human beings for a few handful of decades before they decided to get into real estate. And all of a sudden they just woke up and now all of that's carte blanche and they're a real estate agent, but they have no identity or idea of who they are and why they're here and what they want to do with their career and their brand. And that's an identity crisis, you know? It's huge. And if, if they're just a commodity, if they're just sharing pictures of homes and talking about real estate all the time, no one's connecting with them on a human level. And so why the hell would anyone hire them? Mm-hmm. I mean, people hire someone that they connect with, mm-hmm. you know, not just the best like fact reciter or the best listing photo poster. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's huge. Uh, elaborate on that concept a bit because I, f- I fully agree. I've, I tell agents like 10% of the time talk about real estate mm-hmm. and even, even then how you do it matters so much. Like you could just put a photo of a boring middle of the road average house, mm-hmm. or you could do a quick, like behind the scenes, look at the sunset off the deck of this mm-hmm. house, you know, something that's actually like, wow, or interesting or unique. So you tell people to stop talking about real estate. Let's dive deeper. Yeah. So. You know, I always ask myself this question, and this is the lens through which I make any decision, whether it's personal or professional, what would I do or say or feel or think if money were not involved? What would I do? What would I say if I wasn't even getting paid to say it? Because I see this happen so many times. Agents get hung up in the dollar signs. They get hung up in equating their self-worth with their GCI, or it's this, you know, game of diminishing returns where they they don't hit a sales goal one month and then they beat themselves up or they compare themselves and suffer. And we know this, you know, this as an entrepreneur, we suffer from comparisonitis and how much that takes our legs out from under us and, and they get lost in it and they have no idea who they are. So I always ask my clients and I want to challenge everyone listening to think, what would you talk about if money were not involved? What lights you up like a fucking Christmas tree and that you would talk about for days on end, someone could be getting annoyed with you and be like, no, 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 no. I still got to talk about this. I still got to talk about this. Like for me, it's, it's branding and storytelling. Like I've been writing since I was 12 years old and I'm 31 now and people, you know, really call out my, my copy and my storytelling and my, my writing. And it's like, that didn't happen overnight y'all. And it also was something that I was honing for years before I was even getting paid to do it. And that's what comes through. That's what's memorable and stops people from scrolling. Not a not a Canva template of a just listed house. You know, those need to go into a graveyard somewhere and just like never rear their ugly heads again. Yeah, the Canva templates. Canva's great, but uh, you know, even even the best tool could can be used for evil as as it is so often in this industry. Yes. Uh, um <laughs> You're so right. And when you, when you're speaking about something that really lights you up, people can feel the energy, the passion, you know, like the, the, you you just, and this comes through video. Like this is not in person, obviously in person it matters too, but most everyone's seeing you through their phone screen. 
but they can see the energy, like your body language changes when you actually give a shit about what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And so, you know, what, what do you advise agents to do when they're like, okay, well, can I talk about that thing? Like I, I, I love golf mm -hmm. or I love to, you know, uh, do woodworking or, you know, make soap or whatever the hell, <laughs> you know, what, what do you tell them to do to, to kind of still attract business yeah. and build a brand and, and have it be coherent? Right. And, and not just coherent, but also intentional, right? So I like to think yes. of this like as, as, as visionary and creative as I am, I'm also very practical and, and pragmatic in my approach. So I like to think of it as a Venn diagram, right? So you've got one circle that are the things that are in your DNA, that light you up, that energize you, right? That where your passions lie. And then you have the other circle of the things that your ideal clients enjoy. And what are they attracted to? Where are they hanging out? What content are they consuming? You know, what areas in your market do they frequent? Where do they travel? You know, what what icons or, or role models do they look up to? And that's the second bubble. And then you intersect the two. And where the two overlap, that's your magic. And that is what you talk about because then you're speaking to them and there's going to be magnetism there because you've done your homework and understood the psychology of the ideal clients that you want to attract and have popping up in your inbox and like begging to work with you. But then you're also bringing your own identity and your own self-awareness to the conversation and to your content so that you stand out. Cause Dustin, tell me how many times have you been asked, how do I stand out on social? How do I stand out online? Like endless, Thousands. right? Yeah. And people are always looking for a magic pill, but it's like, you already have all the answers. It's you. You just have to do the work on yourself to understand yourself and understand what lights you up because that is what's going to be really attractive, especially, you know, when you're wanting to work with higher net worth individuals, people are very attracted to people who really understand themselves and are very in, like self-interested to like a, a varying degree. It's, it's that moment where you see that person like walking down that street or they walk into a room and you're like, what did they figure out? I have to talk to them. Excuse me. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and talk to this person right now. That's what you want. So, you know, looking at it like a Venn diagram and where those intersect, that's your content strategy right there. That's great. That's great. And, and you're right it's a question that's asked all the time and understandably. So, yeah. you know, how do I stand out on social? But I think it's the wrong question. You know, the right question is how do you, how do you stop yourself from, you know, holding yourself back? Like mm -hmm. what's What's it going to take for you to actually show yourself for real? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Like I remember cat when I first got my real estate license and like something, something changed in my DNA and I'm like, okay, I'm a real estate agent. So I must talk about real estate. All the time. It, <laughs> It, it, which is understandable, yeah. right? Like that's what we do for a living. So we should talk right. about it. But do people really give a flying fuck when they're scrolling their newsfeed? Mm -hmm. Unless you're a luxury agent, unless you're Ryan Serhant and, you know, listing the highest residents in the world, which is amazing, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like all that, that luxury stuff, like that grabs attention. Right. But your average $400,000 split entry that's painted yellow and brown, mm -hmm. sorry, that's not going to, it just doesn't work. Right. So what else does talk about that for a second? Like what are some of the, some examples of topics or themes or, uh, interests mm -hmm. that some of your most successful clients and agents are using? So great question. And 
And, and here's the other thing too, that I'll just, I'll quickly say before I make some recommendations is that people forget that the average metric is someone is in, you know, in the market to buy or sell real estate once every 13 years. So if you are talking about real estate all the time, you're alienating the majority of your audience. And they're going to be like, oh, well, I can't talk to Dustin unless I'm buying and selling real estate. And you're cutting out the legs of referral potential. You're cutting out the legs of building a relationship with that person as a human being. Right. So that's, you know, another reason to not always lead with real estate. And as far as what to talk about, you know, you brought up a good point. The the mindset you have to kind of adopt. It's one thing to make a promise to yourself. I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to be the captain of my my fate and become a real estate agent. But then with branding and branding yourself online, you're now making that promise to the world, which is incredible because there's so much opportunity, but it does open you up to criticism and ridicule and comments and comparisonitis and all of these other things. So like there's that interesting mindset shift that happens. And my most successful clients, one of the things that they love to talk about and share on their socials is when they go on vacation. I know it sounds simple, but I can't tell you, Dustin, how many times I've had conversations with clients and they're like, well, yeah, I, I, I took all of these photos. I had an incredible time. I hiked to the top of the volcano with my family and I'm like, great, great. But so can I see that? Did you share it? And they're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm waiting until I'm back because I don't want my clients to think that I'm not working and I don't want them to blow up my phone. And then I can't be present with my family. And then I'm like, why the fuck are you even here then? If you can't even enjoy being on vacation. Yeah. It's a scarcity mindset, but it's common. It is. It is. And so I would say, like going back to what I was talking about earlier, share the things that energize you. Like when you are in a moment and you feel compelled enough to want to capture that moment, whether it's a hobby that you do late at night, you know, even though you're you're tired and you've already put the kids to bed, um, or if it's a book that you're reading to improve yourself, or if you're traveling and going on vacation, like share the things again that you would do even if you weren't getting paid to do it because that is going to really create that strong human connection and it'll also be a lot more memorable than talking about real estate that's only relevant for a moment in time for most of your audience a thousand percent 13 years sounds like that's crazy to me yeah. let's say it's let's say it's like every two or three years mm-hmm. so okay you're going to talk every day about something people only give a shit about once every few years, yeah. like it, it still doesn't make any sense. So what do they connect with? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. W- whenever I travel, whenever I post that, Hey, I'm in Atlanta, I'm in, I'm here, I'm wh- whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll get people like, Oh, you got to go check out this restaurant. Right? Hey, did you go here? Did you see this? Did you do that? And I get so much engagement mm-hmm. from people who have genuine interest in that. And people like to see you and kind of live vicariously through your travels. Mm-hmm. Like one of, one of my, one of my agents, one of my good friends, Ken, he's going to New York this week. And I'm like, you better post a shitload of pictures (laughs) of the skyline and Central Park so I can so I can feel like I'm there with you. And if I feel that way as a cynical marketer guy, (laughs) I mean, imagine how the average person feels. So, yeah, the vacation stuff's great. That's such a great point. And, you know, there's this saying, you know, one of my mentors had instilled in me and I've been working with her for about a year now. The idea that movement creates momentum. 
And so whenever you're in motion, that's something that's attractive to people. They're like, oh, they're on the go. Um, they're, you know, what are they up to next? It gives them, like you said, the opportunity to engage with you and you're allowing your audience to become the expert for you, which they love, right? People love giving their opinion. People love making recommendations and traveling makes you kind of like the newbie in the room and, and kind of makes you vulnerable in a certain way. And it, and it, and you're able to say, Hey, I'm in Atlanta for the weekend, or I'm visiting in Miami, or I'm in Austin. Give me your top five places to hang out. Like, come save me from having a terrible vacation. Like, I, I need all of your recommendations. That's really endearing, you know? It, it is. A great engagement posts as well, mm -hmm. which the algorithms love. They do. So, yeah, that, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, have, you, have you ever had a client or an agent who, who overshared and maybe, maybe they they went too far with it and you know, some negative shit happened, some blowback or, or just unintended consequences. So yes and no. And I think it, it goes back to that Venn diagram that I was talking about, right? There's going to be all of the things that light you up, that energize you. And then the things that you know are attractive to your ideal client, where those intersect, that is what you want to talk about. That's your content strategy. When it comes to oversharing, it's a fine line because there are a lot of people that preach authenticity and preach vulnerability. And I do preach being authentic. Um, I do preach being transparent. However, there are certain things and certain agreements that I've made with like, you know, my family and my partner and like the close people in my life that I, there's an understanding that there are things that aren't shared online. There are things that are just private between you know, myself and my family, but that comes from communication, from boundaries. And I think understanding what your boundaries are and understanding what boundaries your clients are also comfortable with on their end too is, is really important. But again, it takes self-awareness and it takes you understanding yourself rather than just copying what the top producer at your brokerage is doing and thinking that that's going to make you successful, you know? Great point. Great point. Because they are not you right. and their sphere of influence, their friends are not you mm -hmm. or, or not yours. And you're right. So it really needs to be personalized. Speaking of which, mm. what are a few things that agents must be doing to build their brand and to have a great online presence and to build credibility? Great question. So I would say definitely do the not so sexy homework of understanding your branding and your identity. And what do I mean by that? I mean, what is your vision for yourself? What do you want to create for yourself? There's so many clients that I talk to and I ask them, what are your goals? What, what, like we're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to get in the trenches and we're going to, we're going to build your brand. What do you want out of this? And I can't tell you how many times all I hear is a number. And I'm like, that's not going to work for me <laughs> because if you're only motivated by money, which is a means to an end and not an end in and of itself, you're going to give up. You're not going to have that why that, you know, inspires you and, and cultivates discipline with, with, within you to put in the work on the hard days. So I would say really understand where it is you want to go, what you want to achieve, what you want that to look like, and also write it down. Don't let it live in your head because then it's like you're in this situation of you can't see the forest through the trees. And so really writing down and understanding what your vision is, your mission, who you're serving, and and also understanding your, your brand personality and not apologizing for it. 
You know, if you're a new agent, you can look at it as I'm a new agent. I don't know anything, or I'm a new agent. I'm a sponge and I'm going to work so, so, so hard for my clients and be able to go the extra mile. It's all in how you look at it. So understanding, right. right, Your personality, understanding your values and writing them down. Um, you know, I, my personal values that I've done, which personal and professional business is personal, um, you know, our sustainability, freedom, leadership, empathy, wonder, I can say those without having to read them off of a page because I know them intrinsically and they are my guide rails for making decisions. When I was deciding to come on this podcast, I, I, you know, had met you in person, Dustin. I really liked your vibe. I liked what you stood for. I consumed your content. You swore just as much as I did, which I appreciated. You were no (laughs) nonsense. I was like, this guy leads by example. He has my similar value of leadership. So it, it guides you in, you know, knowing what partnerships to pursue, right? So writing all of that down, that's your North Star. That's not really the sexy work, but it's that inner like work that people always so often skip over. And it's my number one recommendation to start there. Because once you have that, once you have your branding, your identity, your North Star, you understand what your key messages are. One of my most recent key messages is you don't have a content creation problem, you have an identity problem. Where does that stem from? Because I literally just got through telling you, you have to know yourself before anyone else would know you, right? And once you understand your key messages, then you know what type of content to put out there. And I would say really understanding that and having that as your foundation and picking one platform, being consistent three to five times per week, showing up on stories daily, you do that for six months, you're doing more than 90% of the people out there because they suffer from shiny toy object syndrome. I know you've seen that with your agents, Dustin, and they give up and they're like, oh, I should be on the TikTok. I should go back to Facebook. Gary V says I should be on there. What about YouTube shorts? Should I do that? And you end up doing 10% of effort spread among five different channels and you don't ever really cultivate any meaningful momentum on any of them. And then you wonder what's going on. Right. You wonder why uh, I'm not getting any business from social. Nothing is growing. It's yeah. I had, I'm glad you went down this, this Mm -hmm. road here because I had an agent message me the other day and she's like, Hey, I'm just starting with social media. Do you have any tips for me? And I'm like, like how much fucking time (laughs) do we have? More like, I don't have time to, you know, like go listen to all my podcasts and watch all my videos because that's literally all it's about. But I asked her like where she's at Mm -hmm. and she said that she went to a training that her brokerage or maybe it was a CE course or something, but a local training and whoever the instructor was had everyone set up all the social accounts right on the spot. They're like, okay, you're going to set all these up and you're going to do all these. So LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, for God's sakes, Pinterest even. And, and she's like, so what do I do on these? And I was like, first off, pick one. Right. And it it just, it boggles my mind. I get it because I'm all like out of one side of my mouth. I'm saying like, you need to be in as many places as possible, as often as possible. And that's what I'm, I'm personally doing with my Mm -hmm. brand. But most people are not where I'm at. Most people are not able to be a full-time content creator. Like Mm -hmm. I am, you know, they're still servicing clients and and that's their main deal. So you've got to pick one. And we both know agents that are absolutely dominating with just one platform. And, and it might just be Facebook for God's right. sake. So yeah, d- go down that road a little yeah. more because I, th- I think 
agents feel like they might need permission to focus. Right. You know, because everyone's saying be in all these places, YouTube shorts is popping off, TikTok's so mm -hmm. great, and they feel like they need to be in those places. Mm -hmm. Here's the big thing. They do no, I'm not gonna say that. How do I say this? They have the opportunity to be in all those places, a hundred percent. However, they do not need to be in all of those places tomorrow. Right. I and you just want them to be fucking consistent on one damn platform for six months. And then let's come and have a conversation about diversifying and repurposing some of your content and optimizing it for a secondary platform. But do not come to me until you have at least cultivated enough discipline to hit a, a consistent cadence for six months. Right. Yes. Like. You don't yes. have to do it tomorrow. Stop, you know, you hear the, the, the saying with comparisonitis, stop comparing your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. That is exactly what you're doing. And it's so reckless when, you know, people leave classes and they're like, they're, they're, they're acting as if they're talking to the, the Ryan Serhants, the Ed Milets, the Gary V's of the world. And they're not 99%. And I'm very aware of who my audience is. A lot of them are entrepreneurs that have, have seen some success, but they're plateauing because they didn't do the early identity work. They've, they've saturated their current network. They don't understand how to expand it. And they don't even understand what to talk about. They've, they've just hit that ceiling. And so pick one damn platform and don't talk to Dustin or I for at least six months until you've done that. And the other thing too, that I'll say is really be intentional and understand, like you were saying, Dustin, you're a full-time content creator understand the difference between consuming content for education right as a content creator and consuming content just to doom scroll because one will help feed your business and educate you and help you understand the culture and how to leverage trends and how to speak the language of your platform that you're dedicating yourself to and the other is just going to make you feel like shit and it'll be 2 30 in the morning and you have to get up in three hours and maybe your kid already woke you up in the middle of the night Right. Right. It, and you can always tell who is intentionally scrolling to learn and get in, inspiration mm -hmm. and those who are just, did you call it doom scrolling? Doom scrolling. So <laughs> I, yes. I heard that phrase during COVID and it was so true, right? Okay. Everyone was on their phones. We had nothing else to do because of lockdown and perspective is everything. That's another one of my like burgeoning key mottos. I swear perspective is everything because People were on their phones all the time and they chose to only engage with the negative and not see the positive, right? Right. And they allowed themselves to get sucked into the whirlpool of the negative instead of seeing all of the positive that social could do. I mean, imagine if we had social media 60 years ago, how different oh history would have been, you know? It's no longer just written by the victors, it's literally written by anyone who has a Wi-Fi connection now. So like, but that comes with its own pros and cons. I feel like I'm getting a little off topic here, but I think you understand what I'm getting uh, to. No doom scrolling, intentional thousand percent. content consumption. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. intentional content consumption is key. The best content creators are the best content consumers. Yes. I believe that, I've lived that. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I'm able, I, I get asked like, you know, how, how do you come up with ideas for these videos? How do you, uh, how do you have such confidence in the way you speak? Mm. Like, how do you, um, that was original, how you did that thing. And, and I'm like, it's not original. I saw someone else do it. And I was like, that's a good idea. I like the position of the camera. I like how they were facing a window with a thing behind them. Like, I like how the camera moved from right to left. And, and like, I, I noticed those things. 
I, I notice how content is created. So then when I'm doing it myself, I'm imagining the final product and I then I create it with that in mind. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't watching thousands and thousands of hours of videos intentionally, mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. And then I would be one of those agents who's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. I have no ideas. What, what the fuck do I talk about? How do I do mm -hmm. it? So, so I empathize with those people, yeah. but literally the solution's right in front of their eyes and they're looking at it every you're day. Our, you're the magic pill. Like the magic pill that you're asking for, that you're waiting for, that you're wishing and wanting for, like you are it. And it's the best fucking answer in the world because there's so much that's out of your control this day and age that you should be grateful. Not should, I also don't like using that word. You can choose to be grateful for the things that you do have in your control and how you view things. And like you said, Dustin, you are constantly educating yourself. And what was great is that you, you know, educated yourself, you intentionally consumed, but then you took something and adapted it to your brand because you understand visually how you want your vibe to be. You know, you, you understand how you want to come across. You understand the probably eight to 10 phrases that you say over and over and over again, just with slightly different modifications, because it's an extension of you and how you want to be viewed and who you want to help, you know, and, and no nonsense messages that cut through the bullshit. Absolutely. So if you have a new agent coming to you, well, not necessarily new, but an agent that is just taking branding seriously, mm -hmm. uh, their online reputation and branding, same thing. Right. They're, they're taking it seriously and they're like, okay, where do I start? How do you walk them through the journey? What, I mean, you, you talked about the foundation, you know, identifying who you're trying to reach, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Yeah. But then when it comes time for action yeah. and, and it's time for them to start doing, doing the thing, uh, you know, speak to the average listener here, the average real estate agent, yeah. you know, what can they start intentionally doing to, to build a coherent, cohesive, um, consistent brand online? Mm -hmm. So I would say first thing is that approach it as if you were building a business, any entrepreneur with their start will tell you that it takes a year to build a business. Like you were saying, brand and reputation are synonymous. It does take a year to build a brand, in my opinion, based on my experience. And so understand that it's a long-term process, that you're playing the long game, but that you can take action day by day, week by week, month by month, and that will equate to and build up to a brand over time. And what that looks like on the day-to-day -day is showing up regardless of whether or not you want to. And, you know, for, for my busier clients, my busier agents that give me my favorite excuse of, I don't have enough time is it can be something as simple as starting with an hour a day, 15 minutes, engaging, commenting, going into niche hashtags, responding to DMS, responding to other stories, 15 minutes of, you know, promoting or sharing something. And that doesn't mean to talk about real estate. That means to just share something about yourself because the more and more you talk about a certain thing, the more and more likely others will remember you for that certain thing. And then 15 minutes of reaching out to clients and having conversations with them, checking in with them, not asking for a referral, not asking if they want to buy or sell, but genuinely just having a conversation. Imagine as if you were reaching out to a friend. And then the final 15 minutes is to create a piece of content, whether it's a reel or a post or, you know, a thought leadership piece that you want to publish on LinkedIn. You know, I think those longer form pieces of content do take longer to compose than the average Instagram post, but LinkedIn is much more of a social network this day and age. And if you really do want to be positioned and seen as a thought leader, 
take one of your brand's you know key mottos or take a phrase tie it to a trend that's going on and write three to four hundred words about it and publish it on linkedin and do that once a month and so you know it's really just about being consistent which is probably the least sexy response that you could you know ever hope to hear from me but coming from someone who has worked with billion dollar producer agents and and new agents getting out of the rental market it can be something as simple as an hour a day, chopping it up to 15 minute blocks and also on one damn platform, not six of them. <laughs> right, right, not all six from the get go, which is insanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can barely handle the five or I'm six that I'm doing six. now. I'm on three. Right. There, there you have it right. guys, I work in this industry, but why am I on three? Because it works for me and because I haven't felt the need yet to expand into other platforms because I'm not comparing myself to someone else I know what's right for me and I'm trusting that and it works for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Something you said earlier caught my attention. Mm -hmm. You said that the more you, I'm paraphrasing, but the more you repeat something, the more you become known for that thing. And I know how I used to think is that I didn't want to be repetitive. Mm -hmm. I wanted to constantly like have some new fresh thought or idea or thing to say, thinking that somehow that would build my credibility in the eyes of somebody Mm -hmm. else but it's almost the opposite isn't it it is and here's what i'll i'll also say and i i love my analogies and i often make dating analogies because they're super universal and easy to understand right building a brand is like building a relationship with someone if you start to date someone or you're in a relationship if you're listening to this right now and you have a long-term partner or you're married i guarantee you you're not pulling a new rabbit out of a hat every single week You are showing up every single week. You are every week, every day. You're taking out the trash. You're picking up the kids from school. You're listening to your partner vent. If they had a rough day, you're pouring them a glass of wine. You are doing the same things over and over and over again when they need to be done consistently. You're building a relationship. Building a brand is the same thing. A a brand is your you know, digital, digital reputation, but it's not just digital. It's also offline too. It's really your essence. It is, it is the impression that you leave in someone's mind when you're not in the room or you're not in front of them. And that only comes from time and investing time and building trust, just like you do with your personal relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic. Fantastic. So one last question, and then I want to get into the rapid fire questions, which we do with every okay. guest. They're, they're either or questions and uh, they're kind of okay. fun. But what is the biggest mistake that you see agents make when they're trying to build their brand? Hmm. I see them trying to build it for anyone else but themselves. They are trying to build it to impress their broker or to impress, you know, someone in their personal life or to impress a colleague or someone in their network, you will never build sustainable, aligned, magnetic, exponential growth in your life if you're doing it for anyone else other than yourself. That's gold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you could try... But at some point, if there's no personal fulfillment in it, you're going to, you're going to quit. You're going to give up. Like, you know, we're all busy, you know, hopefully you're like, hopefully you are busy doing productive things. 
So when that happens, or once you actually start to get business, which is the, the goal right. that starts to happen, you, mo what most people do is they stop doing the shit that got them busy in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. So if, but if you truly love and get fulfilled by, if you love what you're doing and get fulfilled by it, it's so much easier to just keep going. And that's and oddly where the magic comes from. That's where you start to see the success. It is like, it's, it, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to do anything, whatever, whatever your leader tells you, whatever your team member tells you, whatever your broker, like, and this is for anyone, like in any industry, but like for the agents on this call, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And in fact, if your gut is telling you that this feels like shit, it's probably not going to end well for you. So honestly, like truly like trust, trust in your gut, trust in your intuition. And this is not just me saying this, like there are many, many leaders out there that are really, you know, impressing upon the importance of know thyself and be intentional and trust your intuition. And, you know, obviously put it through the lens of being pragmatic and logical and how, and strategic in your execution, but where it begins is, is really in your gut. So that's, that's probably my most like singular piece of advice. If you don't listen to anything else that I said, listen to that and it will serve you so much better and so much farther than any other piece of advice. will. I, I think that's so great. Like I I'm thinking through what my brand looks like to other people mm -hmm. and all of those things. So if you're listening and you're like, okay, what do I think of when I think of Dustin or the massive agent podcast or whatever, uh, whatever those things are, those are unique personality traits or, you know, like how I say things or how I lose my train of thought or, you know, <laughs> like just how I am. Imagine if I tried to like put a filter between that and just like read a script and remove all personality, no one would have a fucking idea who I am. No one would give a shit who yeah. I am. Like, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. You'd have no desire to be on this podcast. Right. So it's crazy. And and it magic happens when you just show who you are to the mm -hmm. world and you attract the right people. Nobody else in the damn world is going to be you. So you better damn start being you. And trust me, amazing things are on the other side of that. It's going to be uncomfortable, but uncomfortable is the new black. Get used to it, people. If you're here, you're here because you want to change. And change doesn't come from your comfort zone. So you're going to get a little bit uncomfortable. But Dustin is definitely the person to, to push you there. You know, whether he's making recommendations or he's dropping some F-bombs, which I appreciate. But it's just very, like, backwards hat, white or black t-shirt, no nonsense. This is what you need to know. Listen the fuck up if you want to change your life. And that's it. Love it. I love that description, too. That, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, okay, one more question that I just thought yeah. of. What, what have you learned since since you've been working in this Sirhan ecosystem like well, what what's the what's how have you changed what have you learned you know um i'm curious no that's a good question and actually i don't think anyone has ever asked me that um i would say i've learned that honestly everything happens for a reason and can i can i get personal here for like just a second it, that's allowable okay, perfect yes. So I, I shared a story a few weeks ago on my Instagram, and it was the story of how I had bought a black uh, pullover sweatshirt. And it said, expansion, always in always. And that was one of Ryan's initial sayings. He was still on million dollar listing at that time. It was probably one of his first merch drops. It was by the Sirhant team. Ventures didn't even exist yet because this was four and a half years ago. 
Um, didn't have a lot of money to my name at the time. My, my life looked wildly different then, but I spent $40 on that t-shirt because those words fucking spoke to me like through the, the phone screen. I spent 40 bucks that I probably didn't have, but I'm so glad that I did because now I traced like that moment was honestly the genesis that brought me to where I am today, to being able to work with Ryan, to write scripts with him, to be able to work with his agents, to have this platform that I can create so much more impact together with him and with our team. And it's just, if you had asked the cat of five years ago that buying that sweatshirt could lead to a moment like this, she wouldn't have believed you, but it's possible. And trusting in that, that everything happens for a reason, that it is all a part of the process, that the journey is the destination. That's probably one of the biggest takeaways that I've had in just like the short year that I've been working with Ryan. Oh, that's so awesome. And also, you know, action, you you never understand how one thing leads to another until you're looking back. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see the the thin thread that connects all these events till you turn around and look backwards. But you know, you look back at like, had you not bought that, that was sweatshirt, you know, crazy. Who knows? Who knows where you'd be? Um, who knows? Mm-hmm. And you know, had had I not bought a ticket to Neil Dingra's forward right. event, had you not done the same? Had we not? Had we decided to just like, oh, I'm just gonna lay in the room yeah. and not go out? I wouldn't have met you. Right. Wouldn't have followed you on Instagram. I'm sure I would have found you eventually, right. but wouldn't have seen that video where you said that you know talked about not posting shit about real yeah. estate and you said it with energy. And I'm like, she needs to be on the show <laughs> because of that. Now you're here and you're going to have impact in the lives or on the lives of people listening. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how all these things just tend to happen. Yeah. It's, it's all connected. You're not, no one is on an Island. Nobody is in a silo. If you feel like that, I get it. I felt like that too, but stand up, you know, it's like the, the kid that's, you know, drowning in like, you know, two feet of water and their, their feet are flailing. And all they have to do is just remember to stand up. And you're good. And you've right. got this community. You've got the the massive agent community that you built. You've got everyone that we met at Forward. And I've got everyone at Surhant. Like, we all have one another. We just have to raise our hand and say, like, I'm here. I'm struggling with this. I need help because I guarantee you one of the people around you has the answer. And also, they probably like you a lot more than you think that they like you too. <laughs> like I was, I was reading that that's an actual bias that human beings have. We we automatically assume that others don't like us as much as they really do. Uh, so that was that was just a quick nugget I wanted to share. But yeah, it. I think that's right. I, yeah, I think that's probably super accurate. Right. Yeah. We just we make it that's so cool. much harder on ourselves. So let's just simplify yeah. it. Let's make it simple. Let's make it fun change some lives, make some money, call it a day. Love it. And then do it again tomorrow. <laughs> and then and then do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kat, this has been awesome. So before we wrap it up, I want to run through the rapid fire questions. Ooh, and then, okay. then you can tell everyone where they can find you and follow you and learn from you and uh, all of that. So either or questions, just pick one or the other. You can elaborate if you want. You don't have to. Okay. We'll blow through the list and then... Uh, then wrap it up. All right. So first, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram, because I'm an elder millennial. Right. <laughs> uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, because I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
books or podcasts? Oh, this is a hard one. I'd have to say podcast. I've become much more of an auditory learner than a visual learner the last few years. Um, so definitely leaning into that these days. Yeah, that's fair. Podcasts, you can consume so much so fast. Mm -hmm. Same with audiobooks, but yeah. yeah. Well, the next question is podcasts or audiobooks? Probably podcasts. I feel like podcasts are the SparkNotes version of audiobooks. So I can get like the cogent, meaty, magnetic, listen the fuck up, like messages in a shorter amount of time. And I'm all about efficiency too. So I would say podcasts. A thousand percent. Yeah. Some of the podcasts that I've listened to are, are so much more impactful than any books. Yeah. So I was listening to an Ed Milet interview. He was on Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory okay. podcast. I don't know when this was. I think it was earlier in 2022, but I listened through it and there were five or six moments where I was super emotional, super impactful, all for different reasons. And I'm like, I need to listen to that again and again and again. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fucking podcast conversation. Yeah. It's stuff's powerful. Yeah. I agree. Rental property or flipping? Ooh, uh, rental property. It's more sustainable. Cash flow. Yeah, cash flow. You gotta love recurring income. Yep. I and that I do. Yes. Burgers or pizza? Oh, pizza, hands down. New York or L.A. New York. Even though I'm a California girl, I'm a Northern California girl. And my dad wanted a boy. He got me first, told me beat LA, beat LA. So I was never a Dodgers fan, <laughs> never a Raiders fan. So, and I now work for a brokerage that's based in New York. So I would have to say New York. Right. How many times a year do you get to visit New York? Um, I'd say four or five. Um, I'm actually going to be up there next month speaking at our mastermind. And we're going to have that, that gala um, at the $250 million listing uh, in the sky. But yeah, I'd say four or five. I'm in DC now. So it's a quick train ride away. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I'm going to add a, uh, I'm going to call an audible and do an extra question for uh, you. New York or DC? DC. Really? Yeah, okay. I just, so you, you like history and all the. I do. Cool stuff. I, you know, I'm a writer. Yeah. I was a huge reader as a kid. And I also understand how I am as a person and my energy. And I love to visit New York, like getting that adrenaline hit. But DC, the pace of it, the vibe where I want to live every single day and like walk my dog down the street here for now until I decide to move somewhere else. <laughs> love it. That's good. Yeah, DC is badass. I've only been there once or twice. Yeah. But Georgetown's super cool. I remember this one street in Georgetown with all the restaurants and shops. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Um, mountains or beach? Beach. Always the beach. I Always the beach? Yeah. So I, because I grew up, I've always grown up and lived in port cities. That's always been a thing of mine. So San Francisco, born and raised. I lived in Portland, Oregon. That was 90 minutes away from the coast, uh, but it was on the Willamette River. And then I lived in Miami for six years, now DC as of last month. I just, I like being close to the ocean. I like how it moderates the temperature. I love being able to just drive there, sit on the beach and listen to the waves. I think it's very grounding and I always want to be close to it. So I would say beach. That's awesome. Yeah. Podcast or vlogs? Oh, that's a good one. I would still have to say podcast. 
I, I fall in love like so much more with someone's voice and like hearing the intonations of their voice than I do their face. I mean, the face is great and everything, but like the voice and what they say and how they say something, it's so much more impactful for me. So I'd have to say podcasts. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. YouTube or Facebook Live? Um, YouTube, because I'm largely self-taught. I learned a lot of what I know about branding and marketing through life experience, but also through Google University and YouTube University. That's gold. Yeah. See, you can also tell if someone's going to be successful or not by the questions they ask. Because when somebody asks, how do I do this one thing? And I was like, Jesus, you could have already been watching the tutorial on how to do it. Oh, yeah. If you would just YouTube that It's shit. a GTS. I, I'm like, that's GTS. Yeah, you're Google wasting my time. I'm like, you're paying me a lot of money right now. Like, why are you asking me that question? <laughs> Huge <laughs> Seriously. It, it speaks to someone's resourcefulness or lack thereof. Yeah. Or, right? you know, or, or their, resilience. their hunger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, it's always, I remember I saw this diagram one time. I think my dad might have sent it to me. And it was talking about the different types of people on teams. And it was like, they're the types of people that say, hey, there's a problem. There's a problem. Okay, great. Thanks. And then there are people that say, hey, there's a problem. Here are some solutions. Maybe we should do something about it. And then you have the people that are they identify the problem, they gather some solutions, and if they have the authority to, they already enact the solution. And then they just say, hey, FYI guys, this happened, I already fixed it, and here's how we're gonna make sure it doesn't happen again. Any questions, you let me know. I only ever wanna work with the people that are in the last bucket because those are the ones that get shit done, that know how to learn, that are resourceful, that are relentless, that are resilient, those are my people. Absolutely. And those are the people I want working for me. You know, I w I'll hire those people all day long. Rich dad, poor dad, or millionaire real estate agent? Well, I've not read millionaire real estate agent. So I'm going to add that to my reading. I list. don't know why you would. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my reading list though. Um, maybe I'll get the uh, audiobook version of it and uh, I'll choose rich dad, poor dad. Cause I did really enjoy that book. Nice. That That's been a very impactful book for a lot of people myself included mm -hmm. uber or lyft uber yeah definitely uber it's just it's been the one that i've i've been using um i had a few like um availability issues with lyft sometimes there weren't as many options there and so i just ended up going with ease of convenience for uber since i have the greater market share so they're able to deliver like a quicker product faster Nice. Yeah, I've noticed that. I use Lyft to and from airports because I get Sky Miles. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, but, but then Uber, I get Marriott Bonvoy points, and sometimes Uber's just more available. So yeah, I've noticed that. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Gary V, hands down. Yeah, Gary. Easy. Yeah, that was an easy one. Um, I'll just focus on why I love Gary V. Uh, he comes from an immigrant family. Both of my parents were immigrants. My dad's second generation, my mom first generation. She was born in Tokyo. Um, but just his, he's very mission-based. He's very driven. He's like very transparent. He's no bullshit. He is blazing his own trail, but also pays homage to everything that gave him the opportunity to even be here in the first place you know, by recognizing right. his family and his heritage. So I have massive, massive amount of respect for that. That's so cool. I, I've met him a handful of times. He's 
exactly the person he is in his videos. Yeah. But even even more humble, like even more in the moment, even more real, mm-hmm. you know, um, not the opposite. You know, it, it's not. Yeah. Gary's awesome. Yeah, he is. He gives me. I have thought. to agree with you there. Yes. So, Kat, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they learn from you? Where can they hire you? Yeah. Tell the peeps. <laughs> hey, peeps. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kat Tori XO, K-A-T-T-O-R-R-E-X-O. Um, I also have a podcast that I co-host with my bestie in business, Candice. It's called Not Nice Clever. So you can head over to www.notniceclever.com and read what we're all about there. Um, and those are my main areas of focus. I'm not on 12 different platforms, but you can come hang out with me on Instagram or wherever you listen to audio with our podcast. Awesome. And we will link to your social, your websites, your podcast in the show notes. And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the description. Kat, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. We're, we're definitely kindred spirits. And, uh, you know, I hope we run into each other at a conference or hell, maybe maybe New York one day. There we go. Yeah, you can come visit and no. get the, the aspirational content for yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks so much, right. Kat. Thanks, Dustin. Bye. Hope you guys enjoy the show today. Make sure that if nothing else, you leave here thinking about what your brand looks like. What do people think of when they think of you? When people start to see you over time and, and they notice things about you and how you do things or things you say, things you teach, what does that what kind of brand are you creating? And if you could just think consciously about that, if, if it's something that you're thinking about for the very first time in your career, this podcast was a win. The time you spent here today listening was a win. It was a success. I promise you, you will be so many, you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of where you are today just by thinking a little bit differently and being conscious about your brand. Please take action. Go do the things, do the stuff. Don't overwhelm yourself like we talked about. If you're only gonna be on one platform, Use the shit out of it consistently, crush it, and then expand. You can absolutely crush it and dominate your local market with just one platform. You don't need to be on all of them. For the love of God, I'm a full-time content creator and coach, but I I spend the majority of my time posting stuff and being on the platforms. It's hard for me to do, and I even have some help helping me do it. So you guys have to still sell houses, right? You still have to write offers and meet with clients and wear all the different hats. Now, hopefully, because you've been listening to this show, you're building towards running a business and you're hiring some people and you, you know, you're able to, to get more done and take more off of your plate so you can be the business owner and you can steer the ship. Hopefully, that's the direction you're moving in. But nonetheless, take the action, do the things, but don't overwhelm yourself. Be reasonable about what you can actually handle, but yet push yourself. Appreciate you guys. Hope you learned something today. If you found this episode interesting, helpful, insightful, valuable, please share it with somebody. Share it on social media. Share it in a Facebook group. Send a link to the episode to one of your friends. Send it to your broker, your team leader, whoever. But help us to reach new people. That's why we do the show. We do it for free. All we ask is you help us to grow and reach new people. And we'll keep coming back week after week with badass shit. We'll be back next week with more badass shit. Take care.